Hi, Amari. I'm Nick. And to prepare for this episode, I spent the last week in my room staring at a computer only talking to pictures of my two co-hosts. Because I am <laughs> yeah. Method Podcaster. I Method Podcast. <laughs> well, we're, we're proud of you. Thank you. And welcome to episode 33 of uh, the Postpone Podcast. And mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about the spotlight film Last of the Mohicans. And before that, why don't we just jump into the news? <laughs> Psych! You know, you got to ask uh, Nick how his day's been. Uh, my day's been all right. I went outside yesterday. It was lovely. Oh, glad to hear. And Wes, I assume you've been still in your room method podcasting. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I will not stop ever. <laughs> this is this is uh, all I do. I'll take that as a fantastic day because that would be for me. And I think now we can get into the news. And we're, we're doing a little. Uh, we each have a little bit today. Yeah. So first off, before we get into news, I have two two little things to say. Two little announcements. Uh, this week was uh, esteemed American actress Olivia de Havilland's birthday. She turned 104, so happy birthday oh, to her. Dang. She is the last remaining actress of the, the golden era of Hollywood films. She is best known probably for her role in Gone with the Wind. And fun fact about Miss Olivia de Havilland, the first time she was nominated for an Oscar, my grandmother was three years old. That was 81 oh, years ago, so... She, she, she and grandmother's a hundred and seven. What? I've become worse. I've become worse at math as I sit here in my room <laughs> podcasting twenty four seven. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good for her. A hundred and four. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And then also, this is not news, but it is news to me. Um, obviously, Seth Rogen plays Herschel Greenbaum in An American Pickle. Um, that is, of course, the, the character who wakes up in the modern day after being pickled for a hundred years. What I did not know is that his modern day grandson is also played by Seth Rogen. So this is a movie where Seth Rogen plays yes. two characters. Oh. oh, we got a Jack and Jill situation. <laughs> I get more excited every time we talk about this. I'm excited. I'm I'm scared as well because... Look, I mean, like, he'll just, he, that just means he's just going to be talking to himself for, like, the entire, because I assume it's just going to be a lot of scenes of him and his grandson, like, Probably. I don't know, like, smoking weed and shit, like, yeah, he's going to be talking to himself, eating, he's going to be eating a pickle by himself. He smoked <laughs> twice the weed on camera. Yeah. <laughs> his what greatest challenge job. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Make of that news what you will. I will. Okay, now we can get into the news articles. Of course. Uh, Wesley, would you like to kick us off with the news? I would like to kick us off with some news, and specifically some coronavirus news. Can we Can we hear that? Can we hear that theme? It's Rona season. Corona, so when you see me next, I'll be partying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good theme. That was a good theme. That was a great theme. First off, we got we got some movie theater news, guys. We got some movie theater news, specifically California, where uh, we may or may not be right now. Um, haha, don't get our address. Haha, don't DDoS us. Um, <laughs> California Governor Gavin Newsom may halt reopening of LA County and thus theaters, which means theaters in California probably not going to open as soon as they would have liked to. How do you guys think this is going to affect like the movie industry? Because that was like supposedly gonna slowly reopen they were gonna start filming again but i mean if they're closing a lot of this stuff in la they might uh 
they might just, you know, shut that I down. I think this just means they're gonna make more, you know, I think this this almost could be a good thing. Maybe they'll make movies on location instead. Because I heard that they're restarting filming of Avatar because they were doing that in Australia So on location, like, you're gonna go to a different planet and film that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, Shang-Chi, I think, is filming in Australia, too. So everyone wants to be in Australia. Well, I mean, they're probably not as badly hit as we are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably more animated yeah. films as well. That's what mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah, I actually I read an article about um, uh, like some someone working at Sony said that they're predicting a surge in R-rated and PG-13 rated animated movies because less people really? tend to see those because they're not family films. You know, I like that those. means you can put things in theater and not have eight kids. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm down. If this means. It, it's got to be good animation too. Like, yeah. it can't, nah, we're not too. looking. We're not looking for Emma's paint. Like, <laughs> making a movie in your garage stuff. Hey, we love your animations, Nick. Yeah, we, no, no. Yeah. Oh, Nick's you, animations, hundred percent. If you could make those R-rated, I would love that. It's like <laughs> yes. bloody yes. Um, but you know, we uh, speaking of theaters, we don't we don't like to hate on AMC, but they just keep doing things that yeah. just keep happening. So we pity them w- once again. Yeah. They are delaying reopening by, you know, two weeks, I think. Yeah, they're pushing back reopening by two weeks. Delay MC, am I right? AMC. More like they're about to be bankrupt because they're not making any money right now. (laughs) But yes. MC. Yes, they were going to reopen. Um, Yeah, but now they're expecting to reopen on July 30th. That does mean that Tenet will be delayed. Oh. Because this movie, uh, I, I think Chris Nolan has said that it needs to come out in theaters. And with mm-hmm. theaters not reopening, then it's a real bummer. we don't get to see our movie. Unless but, we tune into yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite, sponsor Fortnite <laughs> season a million. Yep. We'll go ahead and we'll stream it. You know, it'll be right. But you can't blame them. I mean, it is huge again, bigger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Which is upsetting. As much as I want Tenant, we don't want to be sick. Yeah. But that movie gonna be sick though. Hey, hey, let's go. <laughs> Todd Howard, can I get some uh, air horns after that, please? <laughs> Live. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Um, is that all, all of our Corona news? That's all the Corona news I got. Do you guys got? Oh, any I have. News? It depends, Ari, if you think that yours counts. Well, I think I got news. some half Corona news because it has to do with. Uh, Half of the streaming quarter. videos in a party form format. So we know about, I think it's Netflix's uh, stream yeah. party thing they do. Yeah, yeah. Ne- Netflix party. Or yeah, whatever. Netflix party. Well, Amazon P- Prime, they're jumping on that bandwagon too. You can now, as an Amazon Prime bandwagon, hypothetically, up to 100 people and the members can stream together. Um, That's a lot. What if, upload, what if, and I don't know what else. Up to 100 people, but what if like... What if hypothetically I'm using someone else's account? <laughs> Is it a hundred people on the same account? I mean, <laughs> uh, these you gotta bring up with your lawyers. Uh, of course, <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm innocent. I swear. Um, nice. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't, I've never tried one of these yet. I might want to in the future, but I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like when watching a movie, I kind of want to have my focus on the movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's kind of. In my opinion, it feels kind of more gimmicky to have a bunch of people next to me because there are there's chat and stuff. But I mean, if you like be involved in that, it might be cool. If you're like rewatching something, it could be cool. 
But I mean, it, feel, it kind of feels weird to like do it online. Like I feel like you know when you watch something with other people in person, like you're talking because you know you're 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 all kind of like sitting there like having the same experience. Whereas like when you're doing it online, I don't know, like you just talk about the movie after the movie. Like, yeah, that's what I would do. But you know, like you said, it's it's not I'm, bad. Thing. I've 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 done things like this with Lucan and Steven where we'll all start a movie on YouTube at the same time and then just talk over that, but that's also, like, terrible, you, you, terrible garbage you'll movies. You'll also, like, all comment to chat to each other. You'll oh, yeah, be, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> We could actually do that, us three, if we wanted to, if, if something's on Amazon Prime or Netflix, so we can uh, we watch could, it at sure, the same time. Or right, or we schedule it right before podcast. our episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm... Tune in, all two people that listen mm-hmm. to this. Oh yeah, they could they could all join in with us, and but they'll have to wait <laughs> for the uh, for the podcast, our yeah. opinions to come out. Mm-hmm. Unless you get, yeah. we, we can leave sneak live sneak sneak little hints. There is there is room for every listener in a in a Amazon watch party. That is true. Unfortunately, well, not. I mean, we'll grow. By the time the idea yeah. comes, maybe there won't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, I do have some um, more uh, streaming service news if we're kind of on that track. Ooh, speaking of streaming service right, news, sure. yeah. streaming service corner. I'm going to get my second one out of the way as well. Um, right. And this one is topical, and that's Netflix going forward is donating 2% of its cash holdings to BLM uh, causes, specifically financial institutions like uh, banks that are run by uh, African Americans and also... Um, uh, like the, of course, the foundations, the the charities. Charities, that's the word. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm I'm wondering if Spike Lee is responsible for this because his new movie does he on does he own Netflix? <laughs> CEO of Netflix, Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then huh. they also want that's other people good. to do that's it. Other right, yeah. uh, Fortune 500 companies and such to uh, donate, and I think it's I think up to a hundred million dollars. It says uh, initially. Uh, going straight to those causes. So good on Netflix. Yeah, that's good. Proud they're, of them. They're probably like making bank right now, so they can definitely afford it. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's now is the, the Netflix is probably booming, booming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Wesley. Speaking of Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, Netflix. If you guys didn't know, because I didn't know this, like I don't know who knew this, but they have an upcoming movie called. Ebola, I mean, sorry, Enola Holmes. Um, <laughs> what? Enola Holmes, like Sherlock Holmes, except it's uh, to female Sherlock Holmes. And the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes stories, has sued Netflix. Why don't they just call it Herlock? <laughs> that, that'd be too easy. <laughs> that was a good one, not gonna lie. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was that was like debating, some live You were feedback. debating between that and Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. <laughs> These are all too easy. I don't know why Enola, <laughs> which is not a real name, it was chosen. But anyway, why do they use or even like Sheila. That's Holmes. like an actual name. Yeah. Just give. Is what's the other big? What's the big woman detective from lit literature? Uh. Whatever. But like, why? Why? Why do you use the last name Holmes? Whatever. Because it, because it's it's Sherlock Holmes. It's, it's yeah. I don't I don't look. I'm not looking up the movie. I don't even. Oh, it's a sister. She's she's Sherlock oh, Holmes' okay. sister. Okay. So um, yeah, don't they need his permission to put to use the universe? Well, well, well. That's not what they're suing about, Ari. Uh, the thing they're suing about is because 
Apparently, the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, cannot stand to have a representation of Sherlock Holmes having emotions and respecting women. Um, <laughs> I, really? I, yeah. That's a quote? I've got a quote right here that says, uh, the complaint alleges that in the public domain stories, Holmes is famously, alo- quote, aloof and unemotional. So having an emotional character, uh, it, it just can't be done. Um, and also... Uh, but wouldn't those stories being in the public domain mean that they are open to expanding the character? That's a, also, that's a, that's a great wait, question. <laughs> the movie's not out yet. Maybe did he see it already? Or he's just saying know. that because it's a woman, he assumes it's going to be emotional. Because maybe I, she'll be an aloof person, just like uh, Benedict was. Yeah. I, also, like, also, like the other ones have emotions. Like <laughs> the Robert yeah, Downey yeah. Jr. one has emotions, falls in love with a girl. So I don't really know what this is all about. I think it. Uh, look, I don't really know. I don't really know what's up with this. But, but he uh, can't. Doesn't have the power to stop them, does he? And even in court, he, what is he going to say? Probably. Yeah, that. I don't know. I, they just they they want money. They don't want to stop it. They just want to get paid up. I don't I don't understand what basis this is. But all I do know is that I think this is bring a lot more attention to this movie that people would not know about. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a female Sherlock Holmes in a previous movie? I'm oh sure. no, there's a female Watson. Joan Watson, yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> they they got I, it before you, Nick. <laughs> they did you dirty. Uh, anyway, I mean, look, she she's played by the Stranger Things girl. It looks like from this picture, so that's really cool. the eleven. Yeah, really, really. How old is that girl? Isn't she like four? <laughs> she's Sherlock Holmes's daughter. Oh my god, it is. I her. mean, sister, sister. sister. Done. Yeah, Billy sister, Bobby sister. Thornton Brown or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob and Thornton Brown, James Simpson, Carlson. Dog, she's 16. A 16-year-old She's 16. Home. She was also born in Spain. Interesting. Um, cool. Anyway, yeah, weird lawsuit news. Yeah. What do we oh, got from hey, you, Oh, Henry Cavill's in this series. Anyway. Series? Oh, it's a film, you're right. I thought it was okay, a Okay, I was about to say, they're like, they've already made five movies. <laughs> the first one hasn't even come out. So I, I so it said books based on the book series, I thought, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I have some news about, um, there's no segue. Joss Whedon is what this news is about. Who? The director of Justice League and the first two Avengers movies. Yeah, well, the okay. director of the parts of Justice League that were not made by Zack Snyder. Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, is that the character's yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cyborg, uh, he has accused Joss Whedon of abusive and unprofessional behavior on the Justice League set. He doesn't really go too much into what that means, other than it was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. That could be anything. This was, uh, this was announced <laughs> yeah. in a tweet. He gave, it. the article specifically says... He had no corroboration for his claims and attempts to reach his representatives for further clarification when unanswered. Joss Whedon had no comment. No one at Warner Brothers had a comment. Everyone was just kind of like, what? What is this about? Did he mm. eat the last donut or did he say the N-word and slap an ass? Like that, <laughs> what, is, what is this? I don't know. But it, it's, on, not, on it's, not the, it's not the first time that Joss Whedon has been accused of stuff. You know? Yeah. He's, he's always getting into some controversies. My um, question is like, of all the movies to be abusive on, 
like who cares if this movie is good it's it's a justice league movie it's not like the shining you know like why why (laughs) (laughs) there is there is a a quote here from the co-president of production at warner brothers or dc or whatever um where he says i remember fisher being upset that we wanted him to say booyah which is a well-known saying of cyborg in the animated series this is a dark reboot. This is a dark and gritty reboot. You can't say booyah. Come on. All right, but animated <laughs> series, is he referring to Teen Titans? Maybe. Isn't Cyborg's in that, Cyborg right? Cyborg's in that. Yeah, he's in that. They... That yeah. sounds like something that that version of Cyborg would say, so. <laughs> well, the, I mean, there there are some more childish versions of Teen Titans. Wait, well, I don't know. Are they Teen both Titans called Teen Go. Titans? And, yeah, and then there's also, like, the real one back in the day, which was, like, more intense. Mm-hmm. And then there's the dark and gritty live-action reboot called that's just called Titans. <laughs> I'm not making that, that up, all right? I'm not making really? that up. <laughs> that sounds like a joke. It, it would be a joke. It was it good? Real. I haven't seen it. I've heard. I've actually heard it's good. It's, the thing is, to me, that sounds like it could be good. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> all right. Wait, what does the booyah have to do with anything? I don't know. It's just in the article. It's one <laughs> sentence. It doesn't elaborate. Um, he did tweet a clip of him at Comic-Con where he praises Joss Whedon as, quote, a great guy, and that Snyder picked a good person to come in and clean up and finish for him. He tweeted this video saying, I'd like to take a moment to forcefully retract every bit of this statement. So, I don't know what happened, you know? Who knows, it might be a mystery for a long time. Mm-hmm. I th- he might just be really upset about the Booyah, or maybe Joss Whedon <laughs> is... Maybe it's going to come out in, this direct, in, the, in the Snyder Cut that there's a hidden Booyah, and he's like, <laughs> I can't let people hear this. <laughs> I know Cyborg was in Justice League. <laughs> yeah, yep. I saw it and I didn't know, so... <laughs> I, know, I forgot they're the same universe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um... Also, I have one last bit of news, very quick. This is just some nice little news to round us off. Um, three films are coming to 4K HD Blu-ray, Psycho, The Birds, and Rare Window. We're getting some remasters of these films, which I'm very excited for. Mm, um, so they're going to be they're gonna be 4K. Yeah. I'm going to be able to see that green screen you falling are through the window in 4K. See. Oh, yes. yeah. Psycho, you know, Psycho's a good-looking movie, so I'm, that, that'll be fun. How, so how by is, the birds you mean birdemic? Yeah, well, I was about to say, is like, <laughs> what do the birds look like in the? Is it birdemic or is it like just real birds? No, they're real birds. It, look, it suffers from being made in the '60s for sure. Um, most of what's good about that movie is not the birds themselves, mm-hmm. but they're very clearly real birds, or at least puppets. They're not. But like, how how do they bad. do? How do they do the birds? Like, is there just like bird feed on the actors, and then the birds start attacking um, them? To sometimes get the, food? the birds are there. Sometimes I think they do like layers of film or something, where they'll like have the birds on a white screen and just overlay it or something. Wait, I'm pretty, isn't that exactly what they did for Bird Daddy? <laughs> no, that's just CGI. Oh well, really? Well, that's one. Oh. Re- that's one repeating like GIF of a bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So you know, it, it's not terrible. The way that it's edited definitely helps a lot. But mm-hmm. you know, you watch it and you never for a second believe the birds are actually there. At, at least in the scenes where they're obviously fake. Sometimes there are clearly birds in this in the scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, uh, look of those three movies, that is by far my least favorite. Yeah. So. I mean, who knows what Hitchcock could have done in today's time oh so many birds 
5,000 birds on screen at once. He should have just made a feature adaptation of the trailer. He should have just told bird puns for two hours. Um... So that's all I have for news. So Ari, speaking oh, of birds, I don't know. Hawkeye. 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 That's Hawkeye. good. That's good. Yeah. Speaking of birds, Hawkeye is the main character of this <laughs> week's uh, spotlight film, which I have recommended, called "The Last of the Mohicans." Last of the Mohicans, I recommended because I was recommended it, and it got good ratings, and none of you guys had seen it. So I kind of hit all the check marks for me, even though I had not seen it. It has actor man Daniel Day-Lewis in it, which I do can't really recognize his face because I don't think I've seen many things with him in it. But, again, like, this is my first big main... I mean, yeah. he's only in, like, 20 movies or something, so... Why is he so famous? Are they in, like, he's in really good he movies? Is, he's very He's just good. a very good actor. Oh, okay. And... We'll get into this movie, I'll get but into that. <laughs> let me just say he is, generally speaking, a very, very good actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much the main reason for me uh, deciding to choose this film as a spotlight film. Mm-hmm. And before we get into the synopsis, I'm gonna give my opinion, and then they will share theirs. Mm-hmm. So I, I like this film. The thing is, it, it kind of feels like a few different films in one film, and it's long. But I, I actually do like it. It kind of feels like a good adventure. I enjoyed it. A lot of the acting was good. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like I'm still developing my opinion on this. Because a lot happened. There's so many different elements about it. And I need to remember it thoroughly. But as far as remember, the plot isn't too terrible. The, the characters are likable. I mean, some of the... I feel like some of the mo- other Mohicans specifically could be developed better. Mm-hmm. And this... Some romance is like, I don't think the romance was done the best, but I love the environments and uh, I, I enjoyed the plots and I, I'm excited to get into what this movie kind of has to say, you know, mm-hmm. theme wise. But that's enough for me. What do, you, what do you guys think about this movie? Actually, and also, what did you expect going in? Who do you want to go last? I'll, I'll go first. I feel like I always go last because I feel like oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like you guys always expect me to like disagree with you guys, so I go last. <laughs> no, what did well? What, let's see. What did I expect? Um, I think I kind of got what I expected because I saw like uh, a poster and it was like him running through the jungle and I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a movie where he runs through the jungle. And spoiler alert, he runs through the jungle. Um, or maybe not the jungle, but the forest, but whatever. It's America. It's not, you know, jungle land, but it's, it's, it's wooded, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I liked this movie. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I didn't think it was like mind blowing at all, but I thought, like you said, the environments are, like, definitely, to me, some of the best part. Like, the big, um, big, like, set pieces where there's, like, a lot of fighting going on. Uh, it looks great. Like, especially when they, like, when they go to places and they, like, see a battle from far away and then, like, you slowly get closer and then just, like, kind of see all the different stuff. Like, from far away, it's just kind of, like, this big, like, burning mass and then, like, you see, like, the people fighting as you get closer and all that stuff is really well done. Um, and I, I think I also agree with that it kind of at times lacks some like emotional elements with like yeah the romance is a little like not super explored and like some of the characters are kind of static but overall like in general it's a solid film and entertaining mm-hmm. who knew that east coast nature is so damn beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes me want to go to the East Coast and explore the nature, and that's some sucky <laughs> stuff. Anyways, before the uh, before the redcoats came, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Nick. All right, my opinion of this movie. Um, 
I liked this movie. I thought it was good. But I, I feel that my opinion of this film is very similar to my opinion of Gladiator, where technically very well made, um, acted well, and I just, like, found myself struggling to care about what was happening, you know? It might have just been that I was, like, vaguely tired when I watched it. You know, I wasn't really sure why I was supposed to care about what was happening. I don't know. It presents itself as an action movie, and then it's not an action movie. <laughs> except when it is, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, the battle scene's very well put together. It's a good-looking film. Um, actor man acts, you know. Uh, so do the other actors. They all act. I just, I, I don't know if I really got anything out of it beyond um, just kind of being like, oh, that was neat, you know. I also, you you asked about expectations, right? I the director of this film is Michael Mann, who is um, basically all of his movies are like these L.A. crime thrillers, and then he made this. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why. Uh huh. Um, so I kind of went into this with the expectation of like it's gonna be an action movie set in the forest, basically. And I, I wasn't wrong, you know, but it didn't really have the the impact that his other movies have on me, I think. But we can talk about that. Yeah. O- overall, I liked it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, to kind of get through the plot a little bit, I'm going to use Wikipedia just to guide me along. Because there's a lot of things that happen. Like, it's not just one main plot, but there are some, there are three Mohicans. You can call them the last of the Mohicans. You could- and they are... A Native American tribe who are friends with some of the British settlers. And what happens is the, uh, the British army is like, yo, we're fighting the war of France. Because this is a movie about them fighting the war of France. So what they do is like, come on, come help us fight the war of France. And the settlers are like, no. And they're like, what if we let you go back home eventually to maybe fight, defend your houses if th- bad things happen. And the angry Indians come and try to murder your kids and wives. So like, okay, we'll do that, but we should be able to come back. And uh, so they kind of go up to to a fort to try to fight the French. The fort's being kind of bombarded by the French. And then, and also the people, the the guide guy who was Margua, kind of, who was supposed to be the guide, attacks Mm -hmm. the people who were, who was guiding along with other Indians because he has... Uh, a kind of a vendetta against this specific family who's an officer of the British it, because gray like hair. gray hair because he has gray hair the British <laughs> they, they officer all, they all wear wigs why they is do. he gray hair because <laughs> he's got he's got a gray wig for he's some the reason grayest, the grayest of the hairs <laughs> yes so if with in, in he murders all these uh, the Margua and his troop kind of murder all these people and the with the help of the Mohicans the Two girls escape, the daughter of this gray hair uh, officer, and they're kind of protagonists. And they eventually, with the help of the Mohicans, get to the fort. And it turns out the gray hair guy is actually kind of terrible. And not only are they losing the fort, but the uh, the families who of the settlers also were butchered by a war party that's going south full of uh, Native Americans and French. So... Uh, with the help of the Mohicans, the settlers desert, and eventually the fort is taken, but the French are really nice, and they're like, yeah, we don't want bloodshed, you guys can leave, we just want the fort. 
So they're like, I right, cool. So they start leaving, but, but going then. against, yes, going <laughs> against the French's uh, peace treaty, the uh, Marguan is, uh, who is allied with the French, this, they think the vendetta is stronger and he really wants to just wipe the gray-haired man's seed from the earth. So he ambushes all the retreating uh, Englishmen and kill the gray-haired guy and try to kill his daughter, which is the protagonist, but through love... He, uh, the daughter is kind of saved, except they're kind of caught, and then thing, shit happens, people die. I don't want to go too in-depth, because it's hard to go, it's hard to briefly cover the story, but yeah. we'll get into it later. It, it, in that's, a way, that's the main bit of it. Bit of in it. a way, the last Mohican was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, yes. Also, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is the main Mohican who falls in love with the girl yeah. and also is white because he was taken in by the Mohican, so he's not technically a Mohican. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just really shitty casting and whitewashing until they explained that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there, there was quite a few, like, at the beginning, like, Indians that were, like, straight-up white when they're, like, playing ball. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what is this? But, you know... Daniel DeLay's acts, and that happens. Fair, how many Native American actors were there in, in Hollywood in the Jimmy 1990s? Smith's, Jimmy Smith, and he's not even in this movie. <laughs> fun, fun fact, the guy that plays the villain, Wes Studi, is the only Native American to have won an Oscar. Was it really? for this movie? Uh, no, he got an honorary award, I Garbage think, this year. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. good. I Margua. liked the villain a lot. Um, yeah, I did too. Before we talk about the movie, I should clarify. So I own this movie on DVD, right? My dad owns most, if not every, Michael Mann film. Um, I open this DVD up to put it in the DVD player, and a card falls out. And on this card, it says, This is the ultimate version of this film, re-edited by Michael Mann. Some (gasps) shots will be weird because we had to extend them or something. I'm like, what What the heck is this, right? Wait, why, why do you have this in your house? I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's like is the, the, ori- it's like is the, the re- original film <laughs> real of it. It's the director's definitive cut. It's two minutes longer, and I think just some of the shots are longer. I guess. <laughs> I don't think anything enough is changed that we'll disagree on the plot. I feel like it's mostly just aesthetics that's been changed. But this DVD was clearly printed in like two thousand or something, so it plays on my screen. And for the first couple of lines, they're spoken in, like, Mohawk or some Native American language. Mohicanese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, am I supposed to not understand these? And then I realized that there are subtitles at the bottom that are, like, cut out of the frame. Like, I was seeing the top <laughs> of capital letters. Oh, um, no. So I, I managed to fix the picture size, I think. But then sometimes there would be subtitles for languages and sometimes there wouldn't be so i'm hoping that you know what's happening because i don't know what wasn't translated and what just the subtitles just some things weren't so like the entire scene when magua is talking to the french captain you don't know what's going on no like there would be lines there and i thought i saw them you know but like then there'd be a comma and then the subtitle wouldn't finish so i don't really know what was going on at the end but this uh, is what the director definitely wanted. Yeah. When he yeah. Cut the movie. Come on, this is the intended experience. And like, meanwhile, you hear someone speaking in English and a different guy speaking in French in the background. It's like, what am I supposed mm-hmm. to listen to? So well, you know, full not, disclosure. Not the French, hypothetically. Yeah. Right. 
I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, full disclosure, I don't think that affected my opinion of the film. Because, like, I understood what was happening. I just don't know what he was saying. Um, so if yeah. there was some beautiful quote there that I missed, I'm sorry. So first thing about this film, Daniel Day-Lewis was good, but mm-hmm. I expected something crazy from him because, like, he's a really good actor, but he was just fine. I don't think he was actually, like, spectacular. He was just, he was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was believable. Here's the thing, yeah. though. The thing he is... He stand out, though. I've done mm-hmm. a little research. He went into the Arkansas wilderness and built a canoe and skin <laughs> tracked and skinned animals he was only he only allowed himself to eat what he caught and okay okay so <laughs> take that Leo you're not joking <laughs> i'm not joking <laughs> he built a canoe so, so sometimes when you say something crazy i don't know if you're joking especially because you do kind of the same voice as you say like <laughs> actually time travel monkey <laughs> so Look like Look it up. I have an article right here. I believe you. I it says believe you. he he learned he learned to quote track and skin animals, fight with tomahawks, and fire and reload a twelve pound flintlock on the run. So like <laughs> just starting off the bat, that ending scene when like he's he's holding like two rifles and like he shoots the two guys. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like super unrealistic, but now I know he actually knows how to do that. So I mean, <laughs> so now I believe him. He has the skills. I mean, uh-huh. but yeah, but, flintlock pistol, which I thought yeah. those were super cool. The flintlock guns, mm. those shots were dope. Is the method worth it? Worth it? I mean, he's good. I don't know if like he probably would have been good even if he hadn't done all that. But it's, good on it's him. difficult to justify method for an action movie. Like you yeah. get things like the Joker, and it's like okay, this works. And then mm-hmm. you get things like this, and it's like, I'm really proud of you, but, like, you did not have to do yeah, that. you could have just gotten a stuntman, like... Yeah. <laughs> to build the canoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember that scene when he builds the canoe? Oh, wait, he does it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I, I did read Roger Ebert's review, and he opens it by saying that this movie was advertised as, like, all, all the bows and all of the arrowheads and all the canoes were, like, carefully reconstructed from actual... Uh, uh, artifacts found in the regions where the film was supposed to take place and like they used ancient blueprints to craft things it's like okay i didn't notice that when watching it though mm-hmm. so like i appreciate the attention to detail i'll never not appreciate attention to detail yeah but in a actually like margot this... was wearing blackface so <laughs> <laughs> but like i'll i just i don't you know i feel like in this movie i don't know if it's justified but then, you know, there's the big sweeping battle scenes, and, like, those all look fantastic, you know? So, sometimes it works, sometimes I just don't notice. I, I, I like the... I feel like it really felt... They do a good job of making it feel like it's time era, mm-hmm. you know? I, I um, believe that this... They sent a camera back to, uh... Yeah. 1750-whatever. <laughs> yeah. They really I did. I mean, the settings, like, the forts, the... I mean, it just feels... It feels real in the uh, outfits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was going in scared this would be a very racist film. <laughs> and I don't think it was. Michael Mann is normally good about that. He he has like some diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's good with it. I don't I don't think it, I don't think it's racist. You know, there's there's good Native Americans and there's bad one in this movie. Just like there's just like real colonizers life, and bad colonizers. Yeah. It literally is the French and Indian War. Uh-huh. So like Yeah. Some of them are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but some of them are the Mohicans, mm-hmm. all two yes. of them, 
or however many are in this film. Two and a half? <laughs> yeah, two and a half out of the end, maybe one, one and a half, who knows. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was very obvious that he was going to fall in love with the girl. Not only because she's the second build actor on the movie, and like in the credit, it's like it goes Daniel Day Lewis and then her name, um, but also because it's like, oh, she's in an arranged marriage, but like maybe she doesn't really love the guy that much. Um, but it was still, I don't know, it was it was sappy, it was melodramatic, like good Hollywood romance, um, mm-hmm. not like super deep, but it didn't it didn't need to be maybe. I, I I didn't like it because it, it was I thought it was very key and pivotal. I feel like everything with her. And the guy she didn't like, the officer, I thought that was all done great. But I feel like the buildup between Day-Lewis or Hawkeye and whatever her name is, I, I didn't find that very good at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't, they didn't really flush it out. But yeah, it's, get... like, it's like he talks about the stars for five minutes and then she falls in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the romance was my least favorite aspect of the film. But like... I don't know, the there were there were scenes where, you know, like I said, I just couldn't find myself any any reason to care. But like I, I was basically invested in the characters winning. You know, I I, yeah. I I liked their journey. I really liked the ending of this movie, like a lot actually. Everything after he I talks to the French guy, I think, was fantastically done. There's this this epic battle on a cliff that I thought was really cool and like. It's it's really slow paced, but I feel like that's the part of the movie where it worked best. Mm-hmm. Um, slow slow action movies are kind of hit or miss, and when they're done well, they they can be really good. And I think this was done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay, the waterfall scene. I'm jumping into there right now. <laughs> Did, okay, I was confused. I was confused that. as well. <laughs> Very confused. So why didn't they all leave? I, I don't know. Because they were wearing dresses, maybe? Okay, we didn't see the other two people jump through. And that was also very confusing. Because I thought he just left. And then I realized... Uh, anyways. I remember, I thought that was not done very well. Yeah, there were definitely like a few parts of this movie where I was confused for like a few minutes. And then it didn't really matter. Because it you just you just follow it along. It didn't really... like It wasn't integral that you like understand what was going on. But there were definitely parts where I was like, wait, what? Just my, my knowledge of this movie is effectively like you're in eighth grade and you realize your book reports due tomorrow so you just kind of like read a couple pages from each chapter i watched uh-huh. the whole movie but like i really i don't know how people got place to place you know uh-huh. i was just like they're in a waterfall oh okay no, well, they're not they in travel. a waterfall anymore you know I feel like the traveling was okay yeah no i don't uh-huh. think any of it was bad it's just like there there are scenes like that where I just don't know how they got from one place to another, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. Again, that that's probably my fault. That's not the movie's fault necessarily. Yeah. Something the movie movie does very well, I think, is action. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gory yes. at times, yeah. but dude, this, the first scene where freaking Margua turns on them, freaking pulls his tomahawk into his hand and freaking just stabs some guy, and they're like, oh, that was so sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So epic, yeah. bro. <laughs> it was it was it was really epic mm-hmm. i mean i think one of the biggest problems with the action maybe is that the mohicans are kind of overpowered because they, they yeah. pretty much single-handedly take out all these people yeah like, like it, in at multiple times they're super outnumbered and they all seem to survive very well until the end yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i will say this movie is based on 
like an early 1800s novel by James Fenmore Cooper. So it, it definitely feels like books of that era where it's very like, this is the American way, you know, we're going to follow these characters and they're going to go on some epic quest through the mountains or whatever. Our hero does no wrong, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think this movie captures that well. So if anything, I can say, you know, like this feels like not only when it's set, but it also feels like the, the, I'm sure that the author would have appreciated this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's a very he stoic mystified here. by it, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And the product of that is that he's very static. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Again, change. you probably could have written it differently for the movie, but I'm gonna. I'm never going to read this book, but I assume it's a faithful adaptation. You know. Probably. Yeah. And in Roger Ebert's review, he even says it's almost unreadable. So. Really. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people like it, but I guess Roger Ebert doesn't go for it. Well, that's the only opinion I care about, Nick, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll go back to you next time. I'll read the book before the next podcast. Before we finish off on romance, I want to talk about the a character, the other Mohegan that wasn't the old one. Was it something... So far, his name started with the U or something? I thought he said yeah. I thought Daniel Day Lewis said uncle at some point and I was like, What? Yeah. <laughs> this is a he, weird family. He just kinda kissed her one time randomly. Yeah. And that was yeah. the whole romance arc, and that's how he dies. Yep. And he's the second to last Bohikian. He was like a brother I didn't like because okay, Daniel Lewis his um romance uh, arc pretty shit. Like, oh, don't, you should bury those people. No. no Why? I knew them. Oh, I understand. Don't understand. Why? Because I was told not to understand you. You don't understand me. Okay. The stars are in... The people are in the stars. I love you. I love you too. And then that's it. Yep. I, I, I mean... And that, I mean, and that's not even developed a long time. That just kind of like happens. Uh-huh. And then... But... Oh, the... For the... Uh, Ooh, whatever his name is, and the blonde girl, who I guess is her sister, which two characters which are not developed whatsoever. He just kind of grabs her and holds her down and kisses her one time. Mm-hmm. It didn't even look very consensual. It just kind of looked like I'm saving you and I'm kissing you. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not very developed at all. Yeah, there's literally she's not given a single reason to like him or like we we see that, and then she kills him herself at the end. It. it was a cool scene but it wasn't developed well mm-hmm. it's like yeah this person you just met like you're killing yeah. yourself like, <laughs> yeah if it was developed better that i mean that ending i do like the ending all parts of it i think the characters did well i mean i don't don't mind them killing off so many characters in a cool way i feel like the the end of the arc is perfect just you need the rest of the arc for it to be an actual arc mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I feel like three characters in this movie were, like, actually good characters that I feel like I vaguely understand them, and that's Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis's fake dad, and the the villain, and then, like, mm-hmm. sort of the British ginger I like troop. the officer guy. Yeah. I, I you understand know, him. He had an know. arc, at least. Yeah, yeah he had an arc. I... He, he didn't like Daniel Day-Lewis, and then he did like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he had a, yeah. I think he had a and full And then Daniel arc. Day-Lewis killed him. See, that's why I was confused about the subtitle thing, is because when he was translating it, I'm like, why are there no subtitles? And then I realized it's because it's supposed to be a twist that he is offering to oh, have yeah, himself yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. But then I was like, Wes speaks French, doesn't he? He's just going to be like, it's not coming. <laughs> yeah, terrible movie. Zero out of ten. Uh... <laughs> Probably didn't deserve to be burned at the stake, but I mean. Yeah. Well, they then they shot him in the head so that they could spare him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was nice of them. Was, and it was a that, good shot. It was nice. It was a good shot. He is, mm-hmm. he is a very good at shooting that rifle. Yeah, yeah, that's why they call him Long Rifle, right? That's why they call him... <laughs> Fuck you. No, no, they actually do at some point, they don't do? they? do? I thought they did. Actually, I think they might. They I do. think they do. Actually, I think they, <laughs> I think they, they call, do. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that like imagery. It's the movie. I see, I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah, we'll get to that corner when we get to it. <laughs> I'm excited for that. This, this yeah. is a comment. It's, it's just the guns. Ari. It's just the guns. There's, yeah. he, he holds two of them at some point. He's got the bigger gun. And those are the big ones. He's got the biggest gun in the movie. That's all I'm the saying. The woman has a gun, and she uses it. She has a small gun. She has a small. She has a small. She gun. has a pistol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hiding her dress. Mm. <laughs> the canoe chase. I kind of thought was funny though. Because <laughs> like, uh-huh. they're just paddling, yep. and they're going like. I mean, just used to action movies having going like people like, thirty miles an hour, but they're just like they're just battling slowly <laughs> catching <just> up. <laughs> yeah, and then they get to the waterfall, which is like there's no way where they are leads to that waterfall. No, they, yeah, they're, they're just like, standing there like as if it's, it's like shallow, a foot deep, yeah. and it's like not even moving very fast. Uh, but the waterfall is like yeah, the waterfall is like thirty feet. <laughs> yeah. When the British guy is like demanding reinforcements, he says. Like, oh, they'll never make it. And then Daniel Day-Lewis is like, they're only 12 miles away from here. And he's like, they can get here within two days. I'm like, this is this is a chase film where 12 yeah. miles takes two days to <laughs> uh-huh. get across. Yeah. Very low-speed chase mm-hmm. going on in this movie. Yeah. But, Except they never actually end up coming at all. Yeah, that's irrelevant. That's That was the other thing that... They, they want reinforcements, right? He's not letting anyone leave the fort. Yes. Correct? This is a thing that happens? Okay, but then they leave the fort? Yes, with the help of Daniel Day-Lewis or okay. whatever. They... So then when they're doing that big march, what? where are they going? Oh, I think they're leaving the fort because they've... Uh, they've uh, yeah, they surrendered by the French. That's why they're leaving. Okay. That comes after the battle scene then when they when they, when they shake yeah. hands. They're like, oh, yes, let's be best friends now. It's a, it's a very civilized way of fighting yeah, that's, war. This is less of a comment on the movie and more a comment on real life. But, like, I find it so funny that these people have, like, battles by standing directly across from each other in a field uh-huh. with no <laughs> cover. They all fire at the same mm-hmm. time. It's like, all right, yeah. dude. It's, tur- it's turn-based yeah. combat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not, not great against uh, guerrilla war. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you think we've... Did you, oh, now we do you think we're able to go into themes now. Do you think if we we've covered to. most of the uh, other things that we want to? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's themes time. Um, actually, really quick, Wes, music. Okay. Um, something. say that again. Yeah, his your mic is absolutely like freaking out. Oh no, I can't hear him. No, yeah, well, we can't hear you at all. Yeah. Why does this, does this happen every time? <laughs> All right. So if you guys remember where we're, Nick, you're about to ask Wes about music. I was, Wes. Music. Yes. It started out strong, and then I just felt like it was just too much as it went on. Really? I felt, yeah. Like, I, I, I overall, like, think I liked the themes and stuff, but I just feel like it was just, like, too, like... I don't know, like, too righteous, like, all the time. Like, even at the end when they're having, like, that big waterfall fight, it's, like, this, like, sweeping 
I would say kind of happy music as like these people are just dying and it's like it I don't know it just feels like too heroic for me like uh, I, yeah. I could take that for like a little bit but I felt like it was just too heroic all the time mm-hmm. personally I didn't notice the music all too much like usual but like yeah. I did not detract from the atmosphere you know I didn't it wasn't bad for me mm. something I liked better about Gladiator was the music, music I would agree Gladiator's I'd agree good Hans Zimmerman. He knows what he's doing. My boy. All right. Ari, would you like to lead us in themes? Ooh, themes. I don't think this Mm -mm. is too... I mean, I'm not as good as picking up on themes as you guys, because I take everything literally, and I don't really think object, (laughs) like, overarching about this theme. So I'm not sure if I have many to... I don't think I have many themes, except, like, you know, revenge bad, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) But, like... I, I don't I don't I haven't thought too deeply about the themes I'm not sure but I I, I would I just hope that you might have one as you usually do Nicholas yes Nicholas please Enlighten I don't think me. it's a too theme heavy I mean phallic themes sure. oh for sure for sure yeah yeah Wesley what, what do you think about that well anything I, other than the guns I, I so if you look at the hair of uh, Hawkeye True. or Nathaniel compared to the British guy the ginger guy the ginger guy, you know, he's got like he's got longish hair for a guy of like our time, but like yeah. the hair of Daniel Day Lewis, that is that is some long, luscious hair. And like if, if we know if we go by length and phallic imagery, then we know that Daniel Day Lewis's character can get it. True. <laughs> Big facts. Also, uh, what was it? Marwak, he got the uppity hair. He got the uppity and long hair. black locks. Yeah. Yeah. And all also all the settlers had big hair, but do you know who didn't have big hair? the uh the bad sellers the officers gray hair exactly <laughs> gray hair his hair was all curled up and naughty mm-hmm. very naughty old looking <laughs> <laughs> i think that's all we got <laughs> nick tell me a theme save us <laughs> i uh revenge bad revenge um, bad you heard it here yeah first, i feel guys. like I, want, yeah. I, I like. I feel like there might be something to the fact that you know who we like. We thought the this movie would be against maybe some Indians, but mainly the French, right? But the French mm-hmm. are not the enemy at all. Maybe so. the French and the Indians, but yeah, yeah. it was just I mean, it, the Indian War. <laughs> yeah, it's telling a really. It's I think it's saying how, like about how complicated war is, you know, because mm-hmm. the the biggest antagonists were both the French Indians and the British. Yeah. settlers yeah. not settlers uh officials Colonized. like the, the, yeah the people from britain yeah not the like yeah. american settlers yeah, yeah no i'd agree it's definitely it's nuanced yeah. look i don't know if this is a theme from the movie necessarily but something i found about the book is that critics tend to regard it as like a microcosm of the young american society do you mean like america what does that even mean like america as a young country not young american people right not even a country at this point. Yeah, yeah, this, but you don't mean like young like... American people. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 like, no, no. Young, that's what I thought you were saying. American like... youth, like yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't see that. This is actually Stand by Me one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah. Mean, maybe. Sure. I like a microcosm, yeah. a little terrarium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just upsetting that the British aren't the villains in this uh, colonial American film. You know. I mean, kind of. Yeah, are. I mean, time. yeah. They they do mutiny ish. 
kind of. There is there is the one line where he says, "I thought British policy was to make the world England." Sir. Yes. And the <laughs> yeah. guy just looks at him like, "Get out of my office." <laughs> that was pretty yeah. good. I mean, to be fair, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, the officers are expecting these settlers to to kind of pretend like Britain's doing them a service, you know. In yeah. real in reality, there's they're being taken from their homes, which eventually get murdered to fight a geopolitical war that's really is above their heads, or at exactly. least like, or since it's not something they're directly involved in. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, they only get involved when it gets personal. <laughs> Revenge. I, yeah, it's bad, it's, but it's, sometimes it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that was our talk about Last of the Mohicans. I think it was. I'm awaiting a question. Have, has you guys' opinions changed? Throughout the conversation, or you know, mid, do you guys think both of these are things you, are mid to high who, tier movies? Who are you? Okay. Why? You'll see in a second. Wes, would you like to read our question? <laughs> well, speaking of our opinions changing potentially on Last of the Mohicans, <laughs> we have a question from the Reddit. You can you can ask us a question from the Reddit humble listener. We have a question that says, "quote unquote." Has the discussion on the podcast ever changed your opinions on a movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I'm not lying, Ari. You are clairvoyant. Oh, well, brilliant minds think Very alike to whoever asked this question. It's an amazing yeah, segue. Find, I'll find a second question for us. Just I to... mean, no, well, the thing is, with this... Ari, <laughs> yeah. That question was actually asked by Ari. <laughs> kind yeah. of. No, but like, this... When I do the podcast, it kind of shapes my opinions, but you, it won't usually re- redirect it. But it does kind of solidify my thoughts in a way. Mm-hmm. I'll have more strong opinions about a movie or have a stronger just... Or like really kind of realize what I liked and what I didn't like throughout talking with about this movie. Because when I came into this movie specifically, I kind of felt like it was a, it was a good movie... But there was something about it that just kind of felt off to me. All the pieces didn't fall into place perfectly, although it had a great plot and some great settings, you know, for me to think it's an amazing film. But now I'm able to pinpoint what that is. And I'm not sure how much it swayed up and down, but, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like in other, other movies it has maybe uh, affected my opinions. I feel like also the mood I go into when I'm going to this podcast... Like, if I'm in a happy, really, really happy mood, I feel like I'll have a happier discussion about the movie and then also end up liking the movie more. But that's <laughs> just a hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? I'd say, I'd say kind of the same. Like, talking through helps me, like, kind of form my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I think definitely, you know, I think we had a really good discussion with Dr. Strangelove. And though it didn't make me love... See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> laugh it's a very strange joke the movie shut up um it did make me like it did make me appreciate it more having nick defend it on all fronts uh it it did make me appreciate what the movie did and it's a good way of putting it yeah even though i didn't like it it that much it did let me kind of like value what it was and what it was trying to be um so i think Mm -hmm. that is kind of like my best example i can think of in my opinion maybe not changing but like being best uh informed by you guys for i mean if you want to think more i want want to say like for the reasons i've explained earlier i 
subconsciously really try or maybe consciously tried to avoid talking about the movie like with anyone before the podcast because mm-hmm. i like these discussions to be had the first time generally or like yeah. except for the maholland drive i watched the video beforehand but like i watch the movie sometimes with other people or people ask me what do i think about the movie but i just kind of say give them like really like cut like short answer you know because mm, yeah I, I just feel like a lot of my opinions about the movie are going to change throughout the court. Maybe not a lot, but I'm going to understand my opinions later and also more talking points for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've had my opinion, like, swayed a little. Like, I, I feel like even last episode when we talked about time code, I feel like you two picked up on things that I hadn't and that allowed me to appreciate the film more. I think... There's even, like, I believe my opinion is entirely independent of yours, but there is, like, a level of, like, going into that conversation, I expected both of you to hate it, and so I'm like, I don't know, maybe I didn't like it either then, and I decided that you, if you oh, yeah. if you didn't like it, I probably didn't like it either, but, you know, I, I, I there were things that you pointed out that I'm like, you know what, that was pretty good. Um, uh, even Mulholland Drive, you know, I, I wouldn't say that my opinion of the film changed necessarily more as my understanding of it changed it was interesting to have Ari explain what it might have been about mm-hmm. um I feel like our discussion of Star Wars made me like it even less yeah um, <laughs> definitely for me yeah yeah because I had given it a five beforehand and a four afterwards so <laughs> okay yeah. um I'm trying to think if there's any other examples I don't think there are I do think yeah. that re-watching um It Comes at Night was good for helping me like sort of rethink because like i liked it the first time but i i thought it was kind of great the second time so even just the idea of rewatching it hadn't occurred to me but the fact that wes forced us to i was like okay, <laughs> that actually worked yeah. out in my favor you know That's what i'm here for yeah i think the biggest takeaway from this is that is that you should be listening to this podcast less for like our individual opinions and more for the discussion. Like this isn't a, this isn't yeah. a review podcast. This is a discussion podcast. I'm so. beginning to wonder if That's why you don't there's. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if there's a reason. At least with me, if I didn't see a movie, I'm not going to listen to a podcast about it generally, unless I just don't care about spoilers for the film. I wonder if there's a way that we could talk about these without spoiling. Just, like, to encourage people to listen, even if they haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or we, we can could, like, sell out it and into... just do the most popular movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> movies that everyone's seen, so... Yeah. We... <laughs> A Charlie Brown Christmas next time on... <laughs> if we could even... Like, we kind of do that with giving our opinions first and then talking about the movie, but I feel like, you know, as much as I love having us explain the plots of these films in great detail... Like, if we've seen the movie and only people that have seen the movie listen, <laughs> like, no one, <laughs> you know, for movies like this or, like, Mulholland, it works because, like, being reminded of the plot is definitely good. Mm-hmm. But, like, when we watch, you know, uh, Spring Breakers, I guess that's just more comedy than, than anything <laughs> yeah. else. But, like, sometimes I feel like we don't need as in-depth of a plot analysis necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that, that's not though. a dig on anyone in particular i'm saying like because mine yeah. are especially horrible and long-winded so. <laughs> yeah we'll i'm just trying to, to get evolve. out of talking we'll continue yeah. to evolve <laughs> yes 
Yeah. But speaking yeah. of which, we've got another question since that one was so well predicted by Ari. I have another question though. Oh yeah. Oh, you have a question. Okay. Yes. Let's hear it. Oh, right now. Okay. How much do you think the podcast has changed over the 33 episodes, starting from Ooh. the first one or two to now? It's interesting, Ari, because I I have not listened. I've not like gone back and listened to like the first few episodes. Yeah. So. What about your memory of? In in my memory. I remember in the first few episodes, like for like a while, we never knew if we give the synopsis or our opinions first. <laughs> <laughs> like we would always I think that talk was like about the first that. 28 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that we finally like. Um, I mean, maybe we, maybe maybe Todd Howard hides it, but um, <laughs> no, I feel like now it's good that we actually are. It's a little bit more structured now. Like obviously, there's clunkiness that gets edited out sometimes, but. Um, I think we've done a lot better with segues and structuring, and the format yeah. has improved. I think I would say so, yeah. definitely. And then, especially if we sure. start having people, like multiple people, read the news in this upcoming season, like I think that is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it always feels like we transition very strangely from the intro into the news. It's like, welcome to this episode, but first news. <laughs> you know. I don't, but like, what are we supposed to say before that? So I don't, I don't know why I've only yeah. started to notice this, or if we've been doing this for for eight months, you I know. Think I think, I we, think we used to ramble before, maybe, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we I did, think we yeah. did used to ramble. <laughs> but it's because we have more structure. We're probably, you know, now more eager to get like, you know, get on track. Mm-hmm. And I like having themes to introduce segments of the episode. You know, that's that's fun. Um, I think we're we've in general we've gotten better at dissecting movies i think like some of my favorite conversations about movies have been like close encounters um i really liked the suspiria remake conversation i thought that was one of the funniest things ever (laughs) Um, yeah that was fun our discussion of so many good memories uh, like the episode we did with paul i think yeah also has some of our best analysis i think Mm -hmm. i like that one a lot yeah i think we've gotten better at reviewing movies which is something that somehow never happened on Pwn over the course of five years. Um, except, you know, I think our Who Killed Captain Alex episode was pretty well done, but that's a movie that doesn't have a structure, so it's a bit easier to point to things we like. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's like, how do you review a movie? Do you go chronologically, or do you just start with aspects of it, you know? Um, we're getting better, I think. Um, I we're evolving. Another, yeah, another, thing that, another thing that we didn't do at the beginning that we do now is sponsorships. Damn, okay, yes. <laughs> you got me. I'm glad you didn't let me forget because our sponsor for this episode would be pretty angry if we did not mention them. And that is lines. Lines? You might think lines. No, specific lines. Algebra within the lines. Today's episode is sponsored by Linear Algebra. <laughs> so, okay. So, the cool thing about math is, oh, it starts with arithmetic, and then it goes to, like, you know, lines and algebra, but then you get crazy, and you go to, like, calculus. But then you go to a thing called linear algebra, which is more, <laughs> or like, I wouldn't say more advanced, but kind of, like, it, it's learned after uh, calculus, and that is what uh, we're talking about. We're talking about your normal, a- your normal average lines and algebra. We're talking about advanced linear algebra matrices and matrices transformations. That mm-hmm. is who we're sponsored by. And thank you, Linear Algebra, for sponsoring this podcast. So if you want 25% off your next Linear Algebra, <laughs> make sure Only this is not for... Algebra. Yes. 
I mean, this is not for beginners. Go to audible.doublesidedtape.com slash linear algebra slash postpone backslash spelled out. Thank you. Thank you for Beautiful. sponsoring this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ari. I've got, I've got, so I've got a third question for you guys. Um, this is from, wait, Nick, did you see the user who, who asked this? I did. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even our question. <laughs> this is not our question, not from our subreddit, um, not for our podcast, but it's asked by user Jar Jar Jacobs. <laughs> um, and, and Jar Jar Jacobs, JJJ, asks, what movie would be improved by completely removing one character? Before any of you guys say it, yes, Rose from The Last Jedi, yes, I know. It's too easy. Jar Jar. Or, 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 or whatever um, the other character is, the pink haired girl. Oh yeah, either of, them, either of the characters. Um, Jar Jar Binks. That one annoying cop from Dark Knight. Do you remember the one that's just yeah, like? No, yeah, this, yeah. He doesn't ruin the movie. This is bad. <laughs> I feel like that's much different. Like it's not like a bad movie that becomes. So are you good. saying just, a bad movie that would be improved? I'm not by saying anything. Jar Jar like Jacobs. Almost, I think, like it, I think it's more interesting to talk slightly about. Slightly improved. I think it's more interesting to talk about a bad movie, maybe. Because, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, any movie can be slightly improved somehow. But I'm talking, like, like, like I already said, removing Jar Jar from, from fans and men. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are, are, do you think there's any examples you can come up with that would turn a bad movie into a good movie? Just from removing a character. I mean, honestly, I think Suicide Squad would have been greatly benefited from not having the Joker in that film. I, I agree, actually. Like, it would have been more boring, but it would have been so much less embarrassing. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm not sure if I would agree with that. I mean, but... Ludacris and that whole scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's, at the same time, you're kind of right that it would also be a lot more boring, because... Because yeah. then, like, what is it? It's literally just, they're just going through an abandoned city, killing, like, Because right, I thought, as, if it's not good, I mean, it's at least, it's the part of the movie that is interesting, whereas most of it is not. <laughs> it, it, mm -hmm. You definitely remember it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, see, this is a good question, but it's like, all right, now I gotta, gotta pick think. a movie that is suitable for it, you know? Well, mm -hmm. the thing is, Todd Howard can cut our thinking. Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, raw minus the main character from raw <laughs> i feel like i feel like captain america civil war if they took out the villain like the villain who's like just a guy because uh, like i i didn't like that that it was like just some random dude who's like getting them to fight each other like if they were actually just fighting each other because like it is like kind of like a philosophical yeah. question why they're fighting each other and then at the end it's just like oh it's it's this guy that is behind it all all along like if it was actually a real miscommunication that spawned from themselves, end game without Captain Marvel, I think that might have been a better film. Nick, thinking Nick, that film was terrible. Nick, end game already didn't have Captain Marvel <laughs> for ninety percent of it. Um, what about uh, I don't know, like uh, what about End Game without uh, Ant Man? Like, because who, because look, because like think of all the the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Thor two, Thor two without the villain. I mean, Thor it wouldn't work as a movie, but the like movie. the first <laughs> dates without, without Adam Sandler's best friend, who was just for the comedic purposes. Yeah. Yes, Jack, Jack and Jill, Jill without, without Jill. Jill. 
right. Yeah. I think that answers the question. Mm-hmm. All right. What about, uh, is there any good movies, though, that, like, just have one bad character in them? Mm. It's hard. I mean, you know, I think that uh, Spider-Man 3 would have benefited from not having James Franco in it and focusing instead on the other two villains. Yeah. Yeah, the James Franco love, love triangle is a little weird and unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, that movie also could have benefited from... Not, not having, having Spider-Man. <laughs> or not yeah, having Tony McGuire. Emo, emo uh, Peter Parker. I feel like um, anyone you eliminate from Suspiria remake could be removed and be a better film. <laughs> I mean, like, it, I was, the main character makes no sense. The side, So many side plots with the old guy that just don't need to be there. You can just, I just wipe them. Mm-hmm. The old guy it would have been a very different movie, you know. Hey, but at least it's shorter. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. That's a good question, even though no one, the person who asked it doesn't know this is being read on this yes. podcast. Thank you, Jar Jar Jameson, whoever it was. Jar <laughs> Jar. <laughs> Editor of the Daily Bugle. No. no, you know what? Spider-Man Far From Home could have benefited from not having, like, any characters in it at all, really. It should have just been about a road trip. It should have. <laughs> Yeah. It could have benefited from not having that drone. Yeah, you that... know what, that's true. There you go. <laughs> it could have benefited from not having the guy that goes, the kids are in the kill zone. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are in the kill zone. <laughs> All right. I think we should wrap this up. I think we should as well. Cue the jazz, because, boys, it's time for me to recommend a movie. Ooh-wee. Yes, sir. So I had a movie planned for this week for a long time, and Ari, in one of the recent episodes, said, I don't ever want to talk about a two-and-a-half-hour-long film again. <laughs> he, he didn't say this verbatim, but it was very obvious that if I recommended another long movie, he would have been very upset. You can't. The thing is, at least just don't do... Okay, if you no, wreck it's along, too late. it's no, too late. I want to clear something up. You yeah, can, okay. but probably I'm gonna like it less. I'm not gonna like <laughs> it too much if it's long. And also, don't do it if we have two movies. Uh huh. I, I I agree with that. If it's uh-huh. just it, unless it's just very, this is very remake. <laughs> I don't know what y'all do in a week, but like I would literally rewatch, you know, whole trilogies for this podcast. Oh, I'm yeah. never gonna recommend them. But if, if y'all wanted to recommend... I've, like, I've watched Lord of the Rings the, of the Rings, in a weekend you know. before. Same. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah, I didn't. I tried. I watched uh, the extended version of the first one. Why? Thinking I was going to watch them all in one day. <laughs> I got through that one. I'm like, dog, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. I watched all three extended versions. Are the extended versions, like, better? You know, like, I, I know, know it has more stuff, but, I've like... Seen. I, no, I'm asking you, all right. I don't remember like, them. Those are the ones I've seen. Yeah, I saw I them all say, one like, day. It has, like it has more stuff, but like I don't know if it's better. Like the, I wouldn't the know. originals are good, like but they're long. Yeah. Anyway, that's Anyways, enough. Yeah, Nick. All right. Sorry. I don't know if the jazz is still going. Hopefully it didn't. <laughs> um. So anyway, I was going to recommend a film, and I won't tell you what it is because I want to recommend it later. Okay. Right. So I replaced this original film. It was a romantic drama from Japan, right? And I was I was very excited to recommend this film, except it's almost two and a half hours long. So I said, oh. you know what, I won't do that. Thank so then you. I replaced it with a different film from China that was also a romantic drama. 
and it was like an hour and 45 minutes long. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? As much as I love this film and want to recommend it, I'll save it because I recently watched a different film. A North Korean romantic drama. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a different East Asian film that's not a romantic drama. And I said, you know what? This movie is so good. I think, I think it'll be fun to talk about it on the podcast. So what I am recommending is the 1985 Jackie Chan action film, Police Story. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this film, but I, I've seen it once before. I rewatched it a, like a week or two ago. I cannot stress how good this movie is in terms of action. I want you boys to watch the highest quality version you can, because there are scenes in this film, I first saw it in like 360 on YouTube, and it was good, but like watching this movie in HD, I, I think I have fallen in love with this film. I could watch okay. it. I'm excited. I'm, okay, I'm watching then. it again just for this. And I recently watched the sequel to Prepare 2. So I'm, I'm excited story, to talk about <laughs> Police story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like five of them. Just watch the first one. Um, All right. Jackie Chan directed it, you know? It's... it's. Oh. I think of the action movies we've talked about, this is the first one that's like proper, like, choreographed action, you know? Which, which could be fun to talk about, you know? I mean, Suspiria is it's also <laughs> It's also the first um, foreign film we've done since Stalker, which was Wes's Ooh, first recommendation of season two. So it's it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was waiting for someone else to lead it out, and then I remembered I'm supposed to lead it out. <laughs> That's all we That's have all time you, for on this episode of Postpone. If you like this episode of Postpone, go ahead and leave uh, whatever the highest rating you can on your preferred platform is. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. A uh, bit of a forewarning, for some reason the last episode is not playing on Apple Podcasts. We're not sure why. Hopefully that's rectified for this one. It is playing on Overcast, though. That is the and podcast Spotify, Anchor, uh... Podcast.podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, all all the major brands. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's playing on podcast.org. Um... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and watch this film. I highly recommend that you watch this film before the next one. Um, just because it's a fun movie. And with that, uh, make sure to check out our YouTube, check out our wiki, check out our Instagram, check out our, our Twitter, check out, I don't know, Tumblr or something. And with that, bye.